Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the Bible passage which goes with that hymn. This is from Revelation chapter 21, the first eight verses. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven for God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God and they will be my children. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. So this morning, we're going to do things slightly differently. We're going to have a couple of short talks and some chances to respond. Um, And we're looking at the theme of Happy New Year. Unsurprisingly, given given the time, time of year. So we're going to be looking at at New Year for us and new starts in general and and just seeing how our Christian faith should speak to that. So, as I've said already, we're at a slightly odd period, period of the year. Um, there are just over 37 hours left of 2018. Um, Christmas has come, Christmas has gone. If you're like us, you've been very, very busy into Christmas, and now we're sort of collapsing in a heap, thinking, where did all the time go? And just trying to get everything back in order for the new year. So maybe when we look back on 2018, it's been a really, really good year. Things have gone well. We feel we've achieved a lot. We want more of the same in 2019. Or maybe it's been a difficult year, um, one which we're ready to say good riddance to, to make it a new start. So maybe, we, ha- we saw this at the beginning of last year, 2018, um, it says, just believe that good things are, are on their way. So were they? That's a, that's a question. Probably it's a mix, mix of the two. So for me, it's been a good year in some respects. I started a new job in 2017. It's been going really well this year. I'm settling and making new friends. Um, but I spent a lot of the last few months fra- re- recovering from a fractured arm. Um, and we've also had to move church. So we left, uh, left our previous church in about June. Um, and we're now more or less settled in a new one. So it's been hard in that respect. But for 2019, we, we can look forward to new opportunities and new friends in that church, to see where God has us. So the passage we're talking about is also talking about a new start on a much, much bigger scale. It's a new start for the whole world. And it's, something, it's, a, it's a passage we probably know relatively well. Um, Jesus will come to earth for a second time. Um, we've just celebrated the time he come, came for the first time. He's coming back again at some point in the future. This time for good, to rule the world, to put right everything that has gone wrong. So he says, all the death and mourning and crying and pain will be gone. 
The order will think all the things will be passed away. So, like those who've had a bad 2018, um, we can put all those... When this happens, everything negative we can put behind us and say, that's gone. Um, It won't happen again. Um, And to an extent, this is true true for us, because everything that happens in Revelation, these end times things, has a parallel in this world. Um, Jesus has broken into the world to some degree. Um, so all of these things about things being put right, um, about things being corrected, is happening to an extent um, through us, through the church, through the Holy Spirit. So there is an element of it happening. Um, but we have to wait for the, for the fullness, we have to wait till the end. Um, but what's less obvious at first sight, there's a parallel to those who had a good 2018 as well. So what is bad will be got rid of, but what is good will be preserved. The key idea is, I am making everything new. Is that coming? Um, so in, in, in Greek, there are two different ideas of newness, which don't, which don't quite carry across it to English. Um, so um, here's an example. Let's say we have a broken pot. Um, so we, this, is our, this is our treasured heirloom, which has been uh, knocked over by a cat or a small child. So there's two things we can do with this pot. Um, the first one is we can put it in the bin and get another one. So that's a new pot. The other thing we can do is to get all the pieces, some glue, and stick it together. And that's a new pot as well, but it's a new pot in a different sense. So there's two senses of newness. Either we get rid of it altogether and get a new one, um, or we fix it and make it new. Um, and what Jesus is saying in that encompasses some, some, bits, of, some bits of both. Um, so for our pot, we, we, we may have a choice. Um, if it's a particularly valuable pot, we might be willing to put lots of effort in to make it new. If it's 100 years old or whatever, it's been in the family that long. Um, if, it's a, if it's sort of a £10 IKEA teapot, we might think, whatever, let's go to IKEA and buy another one. Um, but there's, there's, it's really a question of how, how, of, um, how we value it. Um, and in Japan, for instance, they have a, they have a tradition um, for this kind of thing. Um, when they fix it, they not only fix it very carefully, but they fix it with gold leaf in between. You may have seen pictures of that. Um, just to show um, how valuable it was and that they wanted to, they wanted to fix it. Um, and Jesus values us in that way. I think that's fair to say. Um, so when we, when, we get, when we get to heaven, um, some things will be completely new. But we, well, we will still be there, but we will be renewed in the second sense. We'll, we'll be put together, our faults taken away, um, and, filled with that, and filled with that gold leaf or the, or the equivalent. Um, so we also have the language of the Bible, the potter and the clay. Um, so we are, we are, we are pots that, that God makes and shapes. Um, and if we let him, um, he can, uh, God can make really beautiful things out of us. And from time to time, he may, he may need to adjust the pot, to remould bits, to stick new bits on, reshape it a bit. Um, but there's also, also these people who get discarded, and those, there are people out there, afraid to say, who are not willing to be subject to the potter. They want to be their own people. So we have to remember that as well. 
But for those of us who know and love Christ, that's not happening to us. So let's draw this back to our lives. Um, as I said, we already have Christ's transformative power in us. We, already, we are already being shaped by the potter. We have access, access to the water of the spring of life. So we'll be looking at that later, later on in our second half of the talk. Um, but what I'd like us to do now is to reflect on our, the idea of renewal and, and um, renewal and replacement. So we have a little exercise for you. Can I borrow the hand comes out? Right. So part two, New Year's resolutions with Jesus. Um, so we're, we've we looked at a new start in the future. Um, we're going to be looking at a new start in two days' time. But we're also looking at a new start that we, remember, we looked at a few days ago. Um, now, probably if, most of you remember that a few days ago was Christmas Day. Um, I th- good, we are, st- we are still all with us. So, so on Christmas Day, we celebrate when Jesus came into the world as a human. Um, and we also think quite a lot about what he did when he was here. So you might have sung the following words, which I always found very scary as a kid. Um, and through all his wondrous childhood, he would honour and obey, love and watch the lowly maiden in whose gentle arms he lay. Christian children all must be mild, obedient, good as he. Well, that wasn't me. It may not be anybody else. Um, and um, you could say the same about adults in a slightly different language. Jesus is our model. So, so one, of the, one of the most puzzling things about Jesus is that we know an awful lot about what happened in the last three or four years of his life. That's what the Gospels largely cover, but almost nothing about his early life. Uh, But one thing I can say with confidence is that Jesus never made a New Year's resolution because he never needed to. Um, He lived a perfect life, so he never needed to change anything. Um, We, on the other hand... Um, don't manage it for very long. We always make new, good, new starts with good intentions, but don't keep them up. So, how likely are we to keep resolutions? Okay, let's, let's find out. Who made a New Year's resolution last year? Probably. You can't remember what it was. Okay, well, that's okay. <laughs> it wasn't about chocolate. It wasn't about chocolate, okay. So, um, well, I was going to ask... Keep your hand up if you manage to keep it for more than a week. Um, so, how many resolutions do you think get kept for more than a week? <laughs> well, um, one, in, one in four New Year's resolutions don't last a week. Um, about one in 12 last the full year, which is, yeah, it's about what we would expect, but there's... Um, there's a, there's a, for instance, they found in the gym industry, they actually budget for the fact that people are going to take up gym memberships and turn up a couple of times in January and never again. Um, so all these things happen. We have, we, have these, we have these good intentions. So the problem is that it takes a lot of willpower to change things, uh, particularly if we're trying to do something which is a bit contrary to our existing character. Um, and that's probably why I'm making resolutions in the first place. So one th- I've, been, I've been reading up, reading up about this for other reasons. Um, one thing that's been found is that we are much better at making changes if we try to change our identity rather than what we're doing. So here's an example. Let's say we wanted to, to learn to play the guitar. This is our New Year's resolution. We want to take up a new skill. 
Um, well, there's two ways we can try and do this. Uh, hello? So you can say, I will practice the guitar every day. So that's basically a behavior thing. You're saying, I will change my behavior to practice the guitar every day. The other thing we can do, okay, come down here and shout a bit. Here we are. You can say, so I'm very clear, you can say, I'm a musician, and musicians practice their instrument every day. And people who write down the second one are much more likely to keep, to keep it up. Um, so what we're trying to do is we're trying to say, my identity is now a musician, and this is what musicians do. Um, now, I don't know whether any people doing this research are actually Christians. Um, because when I read this, I thought, well, that's, what, that's how Jesus works. Um, Jesus didn't necessarily have better willpower than the rest of us. But what he did have was God's perfect character. So Jesus did good things because it was in Jesus' character to do good things. Um, now, the good news for us is this is available to us as well. Um, Paul wrote to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 3.18... Um, we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Now, that's Paul in flowery language getting very excited, as Paul does. Um, but what Paul is saying in, in, in everyday language is, the more we hang out with Jesus and think about Jesus, the more we become like, we become like him through his Spirit. So, that's, that's basically... Um, there we are. So I've got one small picture. Right. So, um, so, so my encouragement to you is we too have the Holy Spirit on our side. So if we're making resolutions that make us more like Jesus, and I hope you are, I hope that's what you want to do, um, then the way to do it is to think about we are becoming more like Jesus, so let's do this. Um, and this can apply to all sorts of so-called secular resolutions as well. So the guitar, um, we might want to play the guitar in worship. Uh, we might be wanting to develop a, a gift that God's given us. Uh, we might just want to be um, experiencing the gift, God's gift of music. Um, there's all good reasons to learn the guitar. Or, or if, 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 like me, you need to lose some weight, you can think, well, my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Um, um, if I'm fitter... Then, then I'll, I'll, be, I'll be more able, to, more able to serve God, have a better life. So you can think about things in those ways. Um, so we have an advantage of Christians in our newest resolutions. We've got the Holy Spirit on our side.